You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Jash Kriplani. Well, if you have not made any new year resolutions yet but want some ideas, in this episode of Why Not Mint Money, we chat with Nisreen Mamaji. certified financial planner and founder of moneyworks financial services on some common personal finance mistakes that investors make and how they can avoid it in the new year welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started with your money journey Hi Nisreen welcome to the latest episode of why not mint money it is so great to have you here and wish you a happy new year and a healthy and prosperous year ahead Thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast and a very happy new year to you as well as the entire team Thanks and Nisreen to start off with the question we thought we'll ask you about are the mistakes that investors should avoid in this new year so to talk about these mistakes can you first pick up the budget issue that lot of our listeners talk to us about and want to understand how they can put a budget in place that can help them both with their investments as well as future goals sure josh so personal finance strategies are typically based on individual circumstances but there are some common mistakes that i find our investors are repetitively making So I think when we start 2024 it's good to have some resolutions in place and one of the most important resolutions would be you know that to start a budgetary exercise so basically you need to know you know what your income is and the 50 30 20 rule is a very simple and a very common practice that we can easily incorporate so spend 50% of your income on your necessities which could be rent food transportation utilities etc 30% on wants like you know your recreation on holiday on eating out movies shopping etc and 20% should be typically your investments which you should try and put away every month okay now of course there will be some people who are staying at home with their families and may not have to spend on rent food or utilities so then in their cases they can easily spend uh, you know invest at least Uh, 80% 70 to 80% of their income and make that an investable surplus because 30% could be you know their recreation or their personal expenses so everybody will have a different kind of a situation but by and large try to incorporate the 50 30 rule and you can tweak that you know to suit your individual circumstances if you have emis for example that will definitely come in the 50% of your income so you can reduce your wants or your investable surpluses accordingly right, right so right. that's the first thing that you should start the new year with i mean it should be you know your resolution and then you can just take it off from there right right and nisreen we just went through a festive period lot of people would sure. have bought lot of things they would have yeah. some of these buying would have been impulsive buying uh yeah so what are the mistakes that you think people should avoid when it comes to spending or shopping or you know going ahead and buying their favorite right. uh, gucci bag or whatever <laughs> I know I know I see most of us also you know fall prey to this uh, impulse buy right. and then we forget completely our budget goes for a toss and we even forget what we are actually earning 
sometimes we borrow to make these you know uh, expensive purchases so we should typically you know i think in 2024 you should practice mindful spending so you need to differentiate between your needs and your wants you know as i said earlier some things are you know variable expenses and some things are fixed expenses in the variable part if you are aiming to buy like you said like a gucci bag or an expensive belt or a nice pair of earrings then plan for it so if you are interested you know to buy that that's one of the goals don't buy it at the you know uh, uh, sort of christmas time or a diwali shopping just control that urge to do the impulse buying but say plan for it 10 months down the line or one year down the line i mean it could be even like a you know like an electronic you want to buy an iphone or you want to buy an, a fancy uh, laptop what you need to do is defer that spending so that every month if you have a little bit of investable surplus keep it for the shorter term goals because your goals would be short term mid term and long term so some of this purchases i mean you can tell yourself that you are definitely going to buy it but not right now you know because right now you will need to maybe go beyond your income borrow from your friends or family or your parents so defer that also you know if you sleep over it i find a lot of people if they spend 24 hours just thinking about a purchase at the end of right. that 24 hours they might feel they don't even want it right. so it becomes a non essential purchase and that way you can kind of control your urge and not fall prey to the impulse buying you know feeling so yeah. uncontrolled spending habits can lead to unnecessary debt you know and put you completely off track from your financial goals so definitely right. do your purchasing what you want to do and you know what you feel that you can't do without defer it for 24 hours while you think about it and then defer it for a few months while you're planning for it sure and what about saving for a rainy day how should people go about doing so you know that's again a very touchy topic because when you are in a good job you don't think that you're going to lose it you uh, are kind of sailing smoothly and you don't really consider even medical expenses maybe your own or your dependents or family might need some money for you for an emer- uh, medical emergency so you know we should always have an emergency fund which is typically 3 to 6 months worth of your own living expenses keep that away in a very accessible account which we in you know in mutual funds we have a couple of choices it could be a money managing a manager account it could be a liquid fund it could be a arbitrage fund it could be a low duration fund so something where you know you can easily access it and which is not very volatile you know it's not up and down with the market so that you can get exactly your principal amount and say a little bit of capital appreciation on it so this would work as a safety net in case of an unnecessary or unknown expense or a job loss so emergency fund creation also should be one of the first things that you do when you start your career because you know sometimes you don't really know how long your job will last also or you might yourself might want to give up one job and move to another job if right. you're not very really comfortable so keep that in mind when you start your career and what about some of the borrowing mistakes that you think people should avoid at all costs so you know basically don't borrow unnecessary you know because that's the part of the impulse buying thing because when you are sort of maybe if you're purchasing a home and you need some amount of funds for the security deposit or for the initial deposit so there of course you might want to borrow you know maybe from friends and family or from the uh, bankers where you need to put down a certain amount if you are interested in purchasing a property but these kind of bigger expenses are always planned 
it's not that you're going to suddenly one day get up and say that you know i'm buying a property and you know i need to go haywire with my with the loans so on the shorter end of the spectrum we do take loans for buying an expensive purchase so that's the one where i've said that you either defer that purchase and don't go all out and say that i want to buy it today and today only you right. are going to buy it but you're going to buy it a few months down the line so your right. bigger goals will be maybe to buy a car or to buy a property there it will be a planned purchase so you will obviously you know be speaking to the bankers and working out when you are capable of putting down the initial deposit and also when you are able to pick up the entire emi structure depending on your you know current income and nisreen we have seen that often quite a few people ignore planning for their retirement how costly that can be as a mistake and how people can avoid it so you know oddly retirement savings should start right from your first paycheck that's something that you know when you are 25 you don't even think that you know you're going to retire 30 years down the line down the line but uh, surprisingly 30 years can just move like that you know and you're suddenly looking at 55 you're close to retirement and you may not have a retirement fund in place at all now the uh, good thing is that because you're looking at a longer term your investable surplus that you need for a retirement fund is a very small amount okay so you could be looking at say 10 to 15% of your investable surplus only you could start with that it's not that you're going to you know put all your money in your retirement fund now for example in you know in the us they have the 401k in india we only have the section 80c which is only 150000 per year if you are going according to the old tax regime which you know in the earlier years people put that away for their retirement as well because you kind of just kept on rolling it over or you invested in ppf you know or the employee provident fund so when you retired you would have your gratuity your epf your ppf and possibly some of your atc you know tax savings that you've done now today people have a lot more choices so typically you can always set aside a particular mutual fund as your retirement fund and you need not touch that particular folio or folios for a longish period of time and you know you should not redeem that for shorter term requirements you can also go in for a ready made uh, you know pension policy or an annuity policy from a life insurance company but some of these bundled products are a little costly and not available to you you know a little earlier say you have a huge emergency and you need to cash out at that point of time you will not be able to touch your pension plan at all so there should be a little amount of flexibility wherein if you redeem you can always put back into that particular fund or that particular uh, investment so you need to work out uh, you know a plan whereby a smaller amount is put away for a longer period of time and you let the magic of compounding work for you because that's really considered the eighth wonder of the world so let compounding work for you rather than you putting aside a larger sum of money in your 40s or 50s because you suddenly got up and said oh my god i'm retiring 10 years down the line and returning yeah. retiring 5 years down the line and how will i manage my expenses post retirement because these days what happens is with the longevity having increased you know because we all take care of our health medical sciences have improved so you're looking at nearly a 30 year retirement because yeah. life expectancy is till 85 In yeah. fact even now people are saying you know we are even living till the general age in urban cities has moved up so right. if you are retiring at 58 or 60 and you are looking at a 30 year retirement period your first question is how am i going to survive so you have to have a very strong retirement purpose 
to make sure that you know your retired life is as peaceful as happy as your working years because you'll want to travel you'll have medical expenses which are higher you might want to gift your children and grandchildren so remember that those years also will be heavy on the budget but the planning starts when you're 25 and you know hopefully not later right right uh and talking about pure insurance products in screen why do you think it is important that every saver and investor must have a pure insurance product and what kind of insurance products they should go for so you know typically you should have a health cover now a lot of companies provide a group health cover for their employees but the issue is that once you leave that organization then your health cover goes if you are not working for 2 to 3 years or 2 to 3 months and something happens to you during that period you'll have no health cover so i always advise my investors to have their own individual minimal health cover policy at least you know irrespective of what you have in the group because a business people or self employed people will obviously need a larger sum assured if you're living in the metros i think today you will need at least 50 to 20 20 lakhs of a maybe a floater for a husband and wife or an individual life insurance policy uh because the medical costs have gone up so much and even very very uh, you know uh, sort of minimally invasive surgeries or endoscopies are also costing minimum you know 3 to 4 lakhs if you have a disease or an illness or an accident then you're looking at much higher costs and i'm talking about the mid level hospitals and nursing homes if you are admitted to a you know a, a specialty hospital yeah. because your case might be more complicated then you know the medical costs are higher so please take into account that have a, at least a 5 lakh personal insurance cover and if you don't have if you're not you know belonging to a company which provides a group cover and if you're self employed or business person then you need at least a 20 lakh or 50 to 20 lakh insurance okay. cover so provide for that first if right. you have dependents then please also make sure that you have a life insurance right. policy right the life insurance policy some assured would be typically to make sure that your youngest child is uh, you know educated uh, until the the child is 18 or 21 if you choose so you will have to do that human life value calculation yeah. yourself and figure out what the child will need for education and of course for your family to have a home so if your home is not paid for then the entire uh, you know loan would have to be paid so that amount yeah. would have to be incorporated also Right. Uh, sometimes when you take a loan you have to automatically take a life insurance policy because the issuer will insist on it so yeah. maybe that part is taken care of but your home expenses need to be calculated and your family dependents okay so right. that is your life insurance policy now right. the endowment policies or the whole term policies whole life policies are sometimes very very expensive so when you know people look at the premiums they feel that they just cannot afford it because besides insurance they also have a kind of a savings concept here yeah. inbuilt into that policy but the rate of returns on such a policy will not be more than 6 or 7% so typically you should be going in for a pure vanilla term insurance policy which is a level term insurance where you pay the same premium whether you are 25 or you are 55 okay so that is just like your car insurance where you're just paying for the cost of mortality or you're paying for the life insurance cost only without any kind of uh, savings or investment angle to it so there you know you would be having the cheapest policy option where the charges would be the least so my advice is not to go in for a bundled policy where you know they offer you a little bit of savings and investment and you know a little bit of this and that and they create a policy you know whereby you are which is sort of 
costly the, the charges will be higher and you will not be able to afford anything else because if you're paying such a high premium then all your other uh, investment goals will be impacted so a life insurance policy is very important and of course if you own a vehicle then you'll have to go in for auto insurance so make adjustments as needed to ensure uh, that you have adequate protection and a renewable life uh, level term insurance policy for life a good health insurance policy and of course your uh, motor or uh, auto insurance right right uh and listening now we have so many advisors in the country but people really right. don't value financial advice they don't like to pay a fee uh for financial advice why do you think this can actually also be a mistake when you approach your investments how do you think this can impact people in reaching their goals so you know typically what happens is like you consult a lawyer or a doctor or a chartered accountant i think the trend it has been now with a lot of you know ad campaigns of mutual funds sahi hai and advisor zaruri hai the mutual fund industry has really pushed hard to make sure that the uh, role of the mutual fund distributor or a certified financial planner or a registered investment advisor is quite a lot in the limelight because of the social media campaigns uh, you know being conducted by the industry you know in the earlier years josh what used to happen is that you used to take an fx deposit the banker used to provide you that and you paid you know sort of maybe a recurring deposit for children or a postal savings certificate and when the child was 21 we felt that that amount was sort of you know handed over to the child now since inflation was much lower at that point of time when you received that money sometimes it had value and sometimes it had absolute no value because of inflation if you receive say 1 lakh of rupees or 2 and a half lakh of rupees or even 5 lakh of rupees after 25 years the with, with inflation that purchasing power of that money is actually very very low now today if you receive say 50 lakhs or a crore it will have a value but 25 years later even that will be impacted right so you have to consider inflation also Uh, also you know our parents invested in life insurance policies which were endowment policies or they invested in a policy whereby when you turned a certain age you received a certain amount back every month now that amount can be as little my husband is receiving such an amount of he is receiving 6000 rupees a month okay now it may, it may not have value today because you know you cannot even pay your uh, a salary with that amount you know to either a driver or a, a home staff so you need to always consider a plan that you take which will be you know commensurate with inflation even the products that you choose are very complicated now so one should definitely consider seeking financial advice and actually looking out for a certified financial planner or you know anybody who has a particular knowledge and which will give you who will give you holistic view of your insurance of your investment uh, including your emis because sometimes you know we get very transaction based so you meet somebody at say maybe a bank and then they will sell you an insurance policy and they'll give you sort of whole lot of marketing discussion about it and you will just go in for that one policy two three months later or a year later you go in for another policy then somebody else approaches you and you go in for another uh, chit plan So what happens is that we have these kind of different different entities that we feel that we have taken and we feel acha theek hai I have done a lot of investment and I am going to get so much of money in so and so year but there is no planning there is nobody who's going to review all these individual plans for you 
there is nobody who is going to actually make changes on those plans every couple of years because even your life will change if you have planned to have no children maybe you'll have one child if you have planned to have only one child maybe you'll have a second child maybe you will even get divorced god forbid you get become single again because you've lost a partner so so many things happen and at that point of time all these individual policies or products that you've taken will be of no use to you because you also may not find the paperwork and you also might not know the passwords so there has to be a backup person there somewhere who's looking after the entire holistic view and making sure that you know you your needs are taken care of if you want to buy say a car two years down the line how are you going to afford that you want to take your family on an international holiday four years down the line how are you going to afford that what is your retirement date will your children have completed your, their education before that so there are so many things that you need a advisor or a sarthi who is going to help you through that period so definitely i think that one needs professional advice especially if you're living in urban india because there are too many variables and you need somebody to you know a professional to take care of these angles for you when you referred to the uh, you know charges earlier there are a couple of options available here a mutual fund distributor will not be charging you anything because they are already getting brokerages from the various investment products that you you know that they might have invested for you while a registered investment advisor will be charging you an annual fee for looking after your portfolio so whatever suits you and your budget you can approach either of these people but make sure that you know there is a certain entity or a, a firm looking after your interests and you're not doing this solo and of course if there is a certain charge to be paid then you know you should be open to that because you also pay doctors fees lawyers fees or chartered accountant fees annually fair point nasreen i guess as long as the advisor's biggest motivation is the best interest of the client i guess it's fair enough to pay a fee whether it's through commission or through advisory fee thank you nasreen thanks a lot for joining us today and sharing those very valuable insights for our listeners Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations, do log into our channel Why Not Mint Money on Spotify where you'd always find me omnipresent. Also, if you have any new ideas or suggestions, you can DM me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is @jashkriplani that is J A S H K R I P L A N I. You can always reach out to us over the email Our email ID is mintmoney at the rate livemint dot com. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www dot hdsmartcast dot com. Hold up. 